director did kind of dub over the main character's voice, but it's funny. And uh, I saw in the theater, Robert Downey did a National Lampoon-style movie called right. Up the Academy, Mad Magazine Presents, Up the Academy. Oh. And I saw that with our friend Boris, and Boris's mom took us to see this R-rated movie because we loved Mad Magazine, and it was the nicest thing in the world. However, the movie is so bad one of the lead actors ha- took his name off the opening credit. Yeah. Not credited. And Mad Magazine pulled their endorsement and their intro and outro, which I saw in the theater, off subsequent uh, uh, you know, releases. And it's impossible to find, you know, let alone the original version with the paper mache Alfred E. Newman head guy walking around in a military uniform. So he did one movie that was... Well, that wasn't an. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I have seen the Mad Magazine movie. No, uh, it was embarrassing. There was one part where this. Yeah. Really bad. Where uh uh, yeah. Well, a sergeant is getting ready for this dance, and he has like a pit bull, kind of like that Beetle Bailey thing. Right. And he pulls out a condom. He's like, "I'm gonna be prepared," and you know, my friend's mom is like super embarrassed, and then. uh he opens up a condom and he throws it to the bulldog and the bulldog starts chewing. He goes, yeah, you should be prepared too, you know? Yeah. And my, my friend's mom was like, why did I take these kids to see this movie? These 12 year olds, you know, right. like it was, uh, yeah, Perfect. it was a pretty low movie. It, yeah. Well, so everyone heard the Zoot Robert, Suit guy. Robert Downey senior. He did pound in 1970 Babu in 70 in 64. A film called Chafed Elbows in 66. The Sweet Smell of Sex in 65. So he certainly made a lot of movies. Just... Have you heard about Pound? No. It's a film where the human actors play dogs. And Robert Downey Jr. is in that too. Should I watch? Plays the puppies. If you could find it, you might have to go to uh, RussianFreeDownloads.usa or wherever right. you get your pirated movies. <laughs> I, I won't say where it is. You get so mad. Now, look, this guy, Greaser, right, he keeps the things he loves in cages. So he's got a mariachi band he's a real big fan of in a cage, and he's got his mom in a cage. Oh. So right now he comes See, out. That's and what happens when you complain. Of- look, I got to tell you that nothing – in this film, it leads to anything. It's it, This is why this film is so bad. It sets you up for all this stuff. Okay, here's the guy who fell out of the sky in the umbrella, and right. he's in his zoot suit. And what he's doing is he's practicing his dancing. He's trying to go to Jerusalem right. to become a, a singer, song, you know, dancer. He wants to be a star. He parachuted in, out of the sky and with a modern parachute in 1940s cl- fashion clothing to the Old West, and he wants to travel to Jerusalem, Jerusalem. to become a star. Yeah. Now this oh, is the cl- and nothing other, other than that happens. None of that happens, no. This is the clip you and I saw last week. Uh, and again... Oh, yeah. So this guy's bragging about some squaw that he's banging who gave her smoke signal, gave him smoke signals. But the thing is, it never, we'll never see her, we'll never meet her. This guy doesn't have a recurring thing through. He does brag once or twice more, but 
I don't know. This There's no story here, and that's why it sucks so bad. You're watching the thing getting set up for all this stuff, and then you're in the but, middle of Act 2, and you're just getting set up for things. And then you're in the third act, and they're setting up things. There's never a payoff. Do you think it's Fellini-esque? Do you think, like, do you, do you know, like, have you seen uh, Fellini movies, I guess, are, are different from what you're saying, because they do have, like, a build-up and then, like, a release. And, That's and right, like, and, and there's you know. a theme to it throughout. Even though some yeah, things right. seem oh, like non-sequiturs, they're all there to prove one point. Um, look, this guy goes, here, pick a card, any card. So Greaser picks. And he's like, is this your card? No. Is this your card? No. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole gag. It, it's This is Oh, he really pulled the other cards from the deck. That's a funny joke. Pick a card, any card, and then someone picks a card, and then you pick a you pick a card, and you say, "Is this your card?" And they say, "No." Right? Well, I'm I gonna guess... add that to my repertoire. Okay, but they did it like the guy did it like eight times. It was annoying. Okay, I'm just gonna let you be annoyed on your own. I'll just turn up here. <laughs> All right. I can't see squat in this right now. I see my eyes looking at so, YouTube uh, on Microsoft Edge. This is the family we saw in the. Um, there's Robert Downey Jr. in the center. This is the family we saw in the covered wagon, and they're eating beans. Right. They're on the uh, Oregon Trail. This is all. I played that game. I know what's going on. Little House on the Prairie. I guess. What's Little House on the Prairie? I know what's going on. Now. That is Robert Downey Jr.'s mom. Her name's Elsie Downey. Oh. Huh. So well, I, I know Robert, his father, would they ever get divorced this time? Or? I don't know the backstory. I wasn't interested. Uh, he, he um, <laughs> I really wasn't. I didn't look it up. Um, but, but I mean, he's got his wife and his, his kid in his movie. Now, here's another thing that's set up and makes no sense. She, it's the morning now. She wakes up to discover uh, her husband and son are dead. And she buries them. And then later in the film, she tries to get up and she's shot. And she tries to get up and she's hit by an arrow. It makes no sense this film goes nowhere. She's looking around for Wait, who this, killed my this is family, right? That's not that's not seaweed head uh, greaser, is it? No, no. Greaser it's... seaweed head. <laughs> you know he hated the phone calls, Carl. They were like, "Hi, is Mr. Greaser seaweed head in?" And he's like, "My name is seaweed head greaser. You got it reverse." Listen, hi Visa. Yeah, hi customer service. Can I help you? Yeah, this is seaweed head greaser. You guys got my name reversed again on your card. Hang on, let me check. I don't have any record for seaweed head greaser. <laughs> greaser CV dead. Ah, yeah, there you go. Well, Mr. Greaser, uh, Mr. CV dead. How can I help you? No, that's how you can help me. Now listen to what Two I'm stars. saying. Like she woke up, she looked around to see who killed her family, and now she finds her son is dead. And that's the big setup. We've just been set up. Who killed this woman's family? We'll never find out. Uh. I think it was the, the Hulk. That's a fucking rageaholic. 
Yeah. Wait a minute. Is that Robbie Downer died? The son's son? Yeah. Wow, look at those asses. Really? Pair of asses. Okay, now so our is... suit guy meets Sheethead guy, and Sheethead's guy acts the like he, what he's supposed to do. Remember the son was killed? Right. Yeah, that's his butt. Is he going <laughs> to – so he's going to bring the son back to life? Yep. Ooh. He's kind of like that religious guy, L. Ron Hubbard. Hey. Uh, I, I, I must have died. Uh, things were kind of hazy. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, I, I thought that was Robert Downey Jr. for the ass shot. I apologize. I'm a little confused. Sorry, I brought you back, but I need your help. Now, he's from MASH. Remember the psychiatrist on MASH? <laughs> yes. He was, at, he was on a lot of episodes. He was on throughout, like, a good chunk of that show. Sydney was his name. Well, good. Is that an Alan Arbus? Yeah, Alan Arbus, right. And we know him from Nash, but yeah. he was in a lot of stuff. But he is a really interesting story. He was a successful, I'm saying successful photographer in New York City with a successful photographer wife. They did all sorts of um, work in magazines for ads. They were in Glamour and Seventeen Magazine and Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. You know, he had a place in a studio in Manhattan. It was the whole scene there. And he gave it all up to come out here and become an actor with no hope of, you know, no promise of success. He didn't know people or anything. This is his first right. thing. They can't get on the donkey, and that's sort of like a gag. Carl, I'm going to talk on the phone like this. I, I, if our viewers don't realize, our listeners, uh, okay. first off, there's nothing to view, but our listeners will notice that I've been on the phone for the last uh, six months of quarantine. Right. But I'm having difficulty hearing you through your phones. So uh, I will speak slowly and clearly. I hear you uh, great. I hear you great. Stop hanging off. Do you have headphones? Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. I use these headphones that our friend Paul, the human. Uh, uh, the robot? The inspiration for the Paul Brumbaugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what we call So he was that married to a woman who was a very successful photographer. He he became a photographer in the United States Army. Uh, her name was Diane Arbus, and I don't know. They all of a sudden one day after this guy was very successful, making I don't know how much a year, but uh, you know because money was different back then. But that I mean. This is his mom in jail, and he's, she's like, he goes, what can I do for you today, mom? And she goes, I would love to come out. And he's like, you'll come out when I say you come out. And then she's like, you're my favorite. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll do anything. You want me to legally change your name to Tony? I can do that. Too late, Ma. Grew up on as a sea head. You see his head. mariachi band is imprisoned. Right. Look at mom dancing.
Now, this is the second time we've seen him go to the outhouse. Come out and report to everyone who's watching. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. I thought long and hard about that outhouse. I think it just goes, he shits over a cliff. <laughs> yes. Now, we have seen that because twice, the, right? We've been set up for the big payoff when he get, like gets to poop one day. One day it works. It'll never come. We'll never see this outhouse again. Well, we see, yeah. Well, good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last uh, day for uh, Outhouse. Uh, outhouse has left the set. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It was great working with Mr. Danny Jr. It was a real honor and to work with Iron Man. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first day Outhouse came. Oh, man. Uh, it was like, okay, yeah. you're in yeah, now. I won't tell my union I was in this shot. Oh, I should have said that out loud. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, crew. Wouldn't make this happen without you. Here is Elsie down, down wow. this is a burying her, her husband and child. Yeah, what a bummer. There they are, bummer. Okay, move so we can see Iron Man. There's Iron Man. Yeah. Dead. And he would go on yeah, to play great. Thank you. as Iron Man. <laughs> you say this is Danny Jr. Uh, Jr.'s finest. Mike, wh why are we watching this? Why are we watching this? She's going to bury them. It's never going to pay off. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. It's because last week, as the premise goes, I'll find movies that I, I always wanted to watch. Right. I mentioned to Carl. Carl and I have been friends for a long time, and we worked together on a public access comedy show in New Jersey in the 90s. So when it comes to podcasts and, and public access television shows, we've been surfing the zeitgeist of it. And uh, so Carl researches it. And Carl's probably seen this movie, I'm going to guess, three times already? Yeah, I saw it three times. This is my fourth time. Thanks for nothing! Yeah. For nothing! And Carl talks. But last week's movie, the reason why we're watching Greasy Salad is last week's movie I chose Castaways on Bill Gonzano which was really a television pilot from the 1980s where yeah. Gilligan Island has, has a fancy island hotel. And Carl was really pissed. So I picked a regular movie that we would normally do, and that was Greaser's Palace. So it's a rare cult movie available on YouTube. <laughs> See? Don't you miss Gilligan and Skipper too? Yes, I do right now. Right now, okay, Greaser went down into this pit where there's all these, like, fake Indians, and he found a guy beating himself. And now we're going to see a guy, like, get off on the statue, uh, the cigar Indian. You see this? Why are we watching this? What does this have to do with anything? It's a social commentary. Oh, yeah? It's a, it's a metaphor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh the Indian chief represents uh, big tobacco, and his penis represents is a metaphor for vaping, and it's just you know ahead of his time. Yeah. Now he will smoke the peace pipe, but it, he coughs and <laughs> back. What is, what is this sativa? <laughs> Where'd you get this, Newark? New York, New Jersey? I got it for my delivery service. 
You got some yeast left. There's actual peas in that peace pipe. There was peace in the peace pipe. They smoked peace. Look how so it's... Have you ever seen a French film director? Yeah, I know. I mean, have you ever seen Jean-Luc Godard? He did a famous film called Breathless, and he, he did a really good film called Alphaville, but he's, he's super prolific. I and he's guess still so. alive, and he, he recently made a 3D movie. His his films, we did, we did King Lear. We actually watched oh, King Lear, yes. his version in 1988. Yeah. So do you think this movie holds, do you think Downey Sr. is a, a contemporary of Godard? Just images, you know, or? Yeah, well, I don't know contemporary because of the years, but it's a good comparison. Uh, I bet you Godard would be very angry to hear us say that because he thinks he's a real, real artist. And Robert, and, uh, Robert Downey thinks that he's like a jokester playing pranks. Like he's, he's trying to be like, off the wall, wacky and funny. Uh, but yes, I think that they're the same sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, he reminds me a little of Vin Vendors with his like Alice trilogy. Uh, just, but those, those films are a little more connected. I mean, they're a little more grounded, I guess. Is what I this film say. we're watching right now anyway. is not grounded. <laughs> I still think this is better than Grindhouse. Which one, Death Grindhouse? Proof. Death Proof. You think that this is better than Death Proof? <laughs> yeah. A lot more impressive. You see, you got like people being buried. Robert Downey Jr. But for nothing, Mike, for nothing, this will never pay off. It's shocking. It's shocking. I mean, it's, it's uh... You know, this is what I, I wouldn't even joke about this yet. But Mike, this begs yeah, the question, okay, huh? who killed the family? How is she going to find out? And what's she going to do about it? We'll learn nothing. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. So why are we watching? Why am I being dragged through this? Why are we watching? Okay. As a he family guy, I'm a little offended. Your son is alive again. Homo's back in town. What? Come on. I just saw the kid get buried. Oh, no, the other kid. Sorry, there's two sons. Oh, right. It's Greaser's son. Greaser yeah. Jr. Greasy DJ. Uh, Greasy. <laughs> Greasy. Get off the old Greaser. Wow, so the palace isn't a bordello. It's just like a prison where all the things are locked up. Well, it's not a bordello because the only woman ever is his daughter who sings for them. Right. This was the movie that made Alan Arbus get other work. He came to Hollywood in 69. He didn't get a break until this movie in 72. But after this movie comes... He gets all kinds of movies, including getting MASH. He'll be in Damon Omen 2, Damien Omen 2. He'll, I mean, he'll have a career. Law and Order, Heat of the Night, L.A. Law, Matlock, Starsky and Hutch, Judging Amy. He was even on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He owes Robert Downey Sr. a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's good in this movie. He's always good in MASH. And, uh, you know, I'm Diane Arvis. That's pretty crazy. I know who she is. 
A photographer for work. Married, yeah. And she committed suicide too. Oh well, maybe I'm not that aware. <laughs> Sorry, but I had no idea. Awkward. He divorced her, went away, oh, and right around this time, she—I think it was '73—she committed suicide. And it's weird. Uh, we don't really know the backstory because I didn't do any research on it. But um, all right. I mean, Alan Arbus never looked back. But what's amazing to me is he, okay, if it was today, he was probably making like 250 grand a year, right? Having all his pictures taken and advertisements being in, you know, Bazaar and Vogue. I mean, that shit pays, you know? And, you oh, know, he's right. in Manhattan as a photographer, and the wife is a very famous, serious photographer. They must have had, you know, a comfortable life. Now look, Greaser yeah. is killing the sun again. Oh, that's it. stop walking. Oh, after all that work. He was brought back to life and he's dead that's again. The you guys thought it was crazy to bring that knife to the outhouse, but that's the reason why. <laughs> Jesus, he wipes the blood of his son off his knife, but he doesn't wash his hands after taking a shit. Right. Oh, here comes Zoot Suit Jesus. That was the, the alternative title to this movie. It didn't work. According to video. Second time. Guys, you're making me nervous. You mind leaving the room? Live again. It, Zoot Suit, what was the first name? Zoot Suit Jesus, the original title? <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the alternative title of this movie. Don't ask me a religious question. I just like wearing this beret. You see that? Nun is a man. A beret. Later on, the French Padre and the nun will be alone together. And, and he's going to go, I'm really embarrassed. And she's going to say, me too. You know, because they believe in Jesus. And this guy comes and does Jesus stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think he does some Jesus stuff. Resurrecting people. Uh, turning the script to wine. Later, he will walk on water. Kidding. Probably. All right, I look forward to it. Do you notice that their neighbors is on next door app? I can't believe our neighbors. What's the next door app? Right. Is that a new thing? Yeah, it's like a next door app. You know, there's no speaking roles for that for for those animals because <laughs> uh, they're a little hoarse. Right. Well, they were. Yeah, they had they were in the script, but that day he was a little hoarse. Okay, so where are we walking to? What are we doing? Right now they've met a messiah. What's going on? We don't know, and nothing ever gets told or solved. They're cosplaying the intro to Law and Order. Dun, 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 when they're walking down the corridor. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, they're going to go fork themselves. There's a fork in the road. <laughs> No, that's the that's the Robert uh, Robert Downey. The grave. God. Yeah, they're putting silverware. Yeah, I forgot that it's okay. 
It's probably pricey silverware. I guess. It's it's a wacky irreverent uh, comedy with a dead kid being buried (laughs) with the father. See, that's the thing. Is it a comedy? It's so dry and... Well, crib death isn't funny. You know, I guess I old Mike agrees with that, but uh, so you you have to have a big payoff if you're going to really go that route. You know, there has to be some justification for it. There will be no justification. And as a matter of fact, the weirdest thing happens to that uh, mom. She starts getting shot by arrows and guns. It, you'll see. It makes no sense. Okay, she's gone from the movie. That's it. And and then, well, she's going to reoccur every now and again. Like she'll be trying to climb up a hill and falling down, and she can't do it. I don't know. Every time she you know tries to put that my shooter, you'll see. I'm putting down my video hound and picking up my Bible because I think the Bible is going to guide me on this story. She represents Eve. No, Lot's wife. Wait a minute. Jonah's wife. Jonah, you never answered the phone. Where did the GPS turn a whale? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get a signal. I was 70,000 leagues. Look, he's walking on water. Well, oh. Huh, how did they do that? They must have called uh, George Lucas. Do you think this was like a Marvel Studio production? <laughs> well, no, because we won't see Stan Lee. I've looked long and hard right. for his cameo. He would have been like in his prime, right? Because he was in the prime during the sixties and yeah. seventy-two. He was just commonplace. He was not a famous People person. Always ask. Well, unless you're fans of the fan soapbox. Yeah, that's what it, the thing is, well, right? A lot of people were fans of the Stan soapbox, you know, myself included. But if I walked past him on the yeah. street, I wouldn't, you know. You'd just be like some prick wearing aviator glasses and a members only jacket, you know, dime a dozen in Times Square. Right. So look, he dove into the water and now he's going to surprise come up behind them. Whoa, not even Bugs Bunny pulled that shit out. Right in front of Greaser. Oh. This afro. He's soaking wet? No, he's not. His hair looks good. What the? Well, I'll shit in the house okay. and not wash my hands afterwards. He's now, back. this was a regular movie, right? Greaser, who's like the power-hungry guy who runs that town, just found something, you know, that he could use. If he had this tool in his chest, you know, he could really have power. Uh, but no, we won't go there. We won't... Uh, this film doesn't make no sense. They all followed him. He walked on the water. Right. So now it's looking like he's going to have a throng of followers, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nothing that gets well, set up in this film ever pays off. They're his fans. He's going to be a superstar in, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. He's going to go on Jerusalem's Got Talent. You think so, huh? That talent <laughs> Yeah, well, so they shoot it in Jerusalem? I haven't seen the show. That would have been my uh, third act, but no, no.
Oh, that's a real beard scratcher. So when is ZZ Top going to play? This is all cheese. Right, it's all... I think ZZ Top were just, like, they had a show in the area, and Robert Downey Sr. said, why don't you just be in it? Come on. <laughs> well, we're big fans of Iron Man, so we're off. I, I prefer Mr. Dr. Doolittle, sir. Kiss ass. You know how you can kiss Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, ass, you say? You were terrific in Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I loved you. I like Robert Downey Jr. What was the one we saw with um, 16 Candles? Oh, that was... Yeah, so Michael Anthony Hall directed a movie called Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. He had a band called Hail Caesar. People, if you ever meet and Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr., Jr. yeah. Say, I loved you in, 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 in Hail Caesar. You were great. <laughs> yeah. You know, did you do that as a favor or did you audition? I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. You see that woman there, the the Indian lady with no shirt on? Oh, don't you mention it? Yeah. She is. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's Tony Mantle. That's Tony Mantle. Holy shit! All right, let me. Basil, yeah. Yeah. She's great. She was in Ed, which we saw in the Monkeys movie. She danced with Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that old time song with the flashing and she's actually on youtube you can you can apply she does a live master class where she teaches the the dance numbers of the 60s because she uh, choreographed and danced in a lot of 60s movies right and television shows like that hullabaloo. and in fact clint Tarantino hired her to do the hullabaloo scene uh in what's fun time in hollywood so that's exactly yeah that's right. great i love it and her shirt was off and she choreographed David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour and Glass Spider tour, and she did the Talking Heads video with David Byrne <laughs> once in a lifetime. Uh, she's always been about dancing. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's still active. She's doing that master. Ten bucks. You go Zoom. You can learn how to do the sissies dance from Tony Basil herself. Now look. Here are disabled people. So he touches the lame beggar, and now he can crawl. That's the joke. Oh. One foot. Oh. So he's not good. (laughs) I can crawl again. I got the joke. That's the joke. Carl, this must be weird for you to see a good... Is this weird for you to see something, uh, see a good touch? You're not used to that. A good touch? I don't get it. Give a bad touch. Who am I? All right, never mind. Yeah, because I don't go around getting touched badly or doing bad touches. What? Uh, okay. So now that he's falling away from Jesus, he's like, okay, you're my new Jesus. Tell me. Give me something. He's got nothing. Now he makes everybody sing. But look how Greaser's kind of immune. 
Yeah, like he was the bad guy like 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God, look at that ferret. How adorable. Oh, that's the guy's hat. <laughs> look, a trained squirrel. Are you going to sing any suits? He will yeah. sing later in the film. This guy, man, what an ass. <laughs> okay, so he's got everybody doing this hum thing. What does it mean? What's going to become of it? Does that evoke some spirit? Does it give power? Does he put them in a trance and he do, they do that? So it's a way to control them? No, we're never going to find out anything. They'll eventually stop. You hear the singing? Yeah. Oh, Princess Leia. It's Dorothy Hamill. It's Dorothy Hamill. Once again, uh, that's... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, didn't Robert Downey Jr. It didn't print out. She was the one who's in um, uh, Easy Rider. She was in the Movers in the Shape. Oh, Easy Rider. Right. Bill. She was in uh, The Last Detail, The Trip. Oh, we saw The Trip. Yeah. No. Did we see the trip? No, we saw, we saw Freak Out. Freak Out. Freak Out. Psych Out. Psych Out. Psych Out. Psych Out. Freak Out. With uh, Quantum Leap Guy. We like that guy. Well, she was on Andy Griffin's show. Yeah. She was uh, on One Adam 12. Rawhide, The Hunter, Outer Limits. She's, you know, she was a serious actress in her day. Right. And probably lived next door to the Downies. Who owes Robert Downey uh, some gratitude. Career launcher. Oh. So is this bar inside the, the palace, or is this like a separate second hangout for a greeter? I guess it's the palace. It's like a bar and a performance space, and... I don't know. Why do, Why does he call it Greaser's Palace? I don't know. Well, because it's a metaphor. It's where he locks up the things he loves. Well, he does have his mother and his mariachi band locked up. It's not a metaphor. It's literal. I think he ran out of things after the letter in. What else do I like? Marshmallows? Mom and mariachi. Lock them up. And there's the son. Dad, fuck you. What the fuck's wrong with you, Dad? Trying to kill me? Yeah, twice. Every time. Well, that was in The Quick and the Dead. You ever see that movie with Gene Hackman and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, the Sharon Stone Western movie? I must have seen it. The they... Quick and the Dead. Yeah, it's great. And she, they have a competition in town, of a, a gunslinging competition, where they do like a high noon, and people get, the losers fatally die, and the winner has always been the town who, mayor, who's Gene Hackman. Right. And uh, his son, Leonardo DiCaprio, decides to compete, and he competes against his dad. Right. So they, they have that kind of like, uh, I hate you, dad, I'm going to shoot you. Kind of uh, drama, Wild West. That happens a lot. Oh, yeah, right. Now that's the mom. 
and she was by the water reflecting on what is this weird world you know my my son and husband are gone and then she gets shot there's no explanation for why at all who shot her mike inquiring minds want to know Oh, you saw this movie four times already, so you yeah. you would know. Yeah, nobody shot. Oh, look! I don't know. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey! <laughs> oh, can't you understand? You take me by my heart. You take me by the hand. Wow! Oh, Mickey. Hey, <laughs> Now you see that she um, she looked at um. Gosh, what's our Messiah's name, for goodness sakes? Let me pull up this sheet. Funny. Jesus. Jesse. Jesse. Alan Arbus as Jesse. How boring. Okay, so Mickey, you're so fine, saw Jesse and was like, wow. And you can see on her face, like, I got plans for you. Guess what? <laughs> Go ahead, guess. What, what are the plans? Nope, there's no plan. I'm big guess. There's no plan. Nope, nothing ever happens. By the way, why does Greaser hate his son so much? I don't know. Find out. Now look, you see the the city carved into the rock? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's for Star Wars. Well... Maybe it was in Star Wars, but when I was a little uh, kid, we went uh, to Colorado, and we saw they were the Pueblo Indians, and they had – it looked like a city. They had just carved out uh, rooms with carved out windows. It was really quite cool. That sounds cool. It was only uh, – this place was only 600 a month. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You didn't have to pay for yeah. utilities either, because they didn't have any. Didn't have any. Oh my God! When will this guy leave? What's this guy doing? What's he doing? What's it all about? What's happening? Why is the swimming chasing him? You can. What will become of them? Tell me. Nothing. You tell me. Well, you let's find you out. You saw this movie. Let's find out. Apollo. He's using his penis as a compass. North. I'm pointing to the north. <laughs> this is like the fattest parade I've seen. Do you hear the inappropriate music? It's intentional. And it's zoot suit. There you go. Now listen, as a chiropractor, I'm not technically a doctor. So, so is that what happened? He was walking away because he was hurt, and everyone was following to see what's going on. And now he's chiropractoring him. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, because he was in pain, and he didn't want to embarrass the people living in, in that broken down uh, inside the rock house. So he walked outside. Only to be killed. No, he's back alive. He's cured. He did a backflip. 
She's a plant. She's gonna buy. She's gonna buy the snake oil, and everyone else is gonna follow. Uh, nobody Thanks, follows. Buddy. Thanks for following. Do you remember that big crowd that was following him, Mike? Yeah, I remember that. What happened to them? Where are they? He made them all stop and start oh. singing, and then he walked away, and now he's at this Indian place. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Carl, we're only halfway through this movie. Now this I'm sure it'll get resolved. 2027, 2087. It's the same set. No, I think Robert Downey made a movie that was kind of like distinguished. It's called, I believe it was Hugo Poole, or like it was something, and it had his son in it. It was from the 90s. Coogan's Bluff, Greaser's Channel. You know, like, was, Hooger, what? Like an art house film. Hugo Poole? I'm gonna think of, I know there's a movie. I might be thinking of the wrong director, of course. I don't know how to look it up. I'm using Microsoft Edge. Yeah, well, it's Google. So here we have a man who we've seen throughout, and it's sort of like he represents a god figure or something. It's like God, the guy in the ghost, I think, was the Holy Ghost, and, and Jesse is Jesus. So he walks into this uh, church and he sees the Holy Spirit. But what is it, what happens? Do they have an interaction? No, the Holy Spirit just leaves. Well, he didn't burn his fucking chest. I mean, you got to give him up for that. Ooh, I'm Casey Affleck. Boo. Now. For some reason, there's a random cowboy. For no reason. Oh, it's a big house. Yeah, but what's it there for? What's it all about? What's he looking for? Why is it empty? He represents cowboy Jesus. The holy cowboy. The cowboy ghost. Does he say, this is where it all began for me? Or... This, ah, I'm back at the place where it's, there's nothing, there's no story. Is he going to go into a monologue from our town? Hello. Hello. I'm the narrator. Nope. It's going to say, when is Bob Dovey going to show up for the music video shoot? Random cowboy, has nothing to do with anything. Is it my turn to go into the empty church? He was looking for this world. Is this Westworld? This could be. Oh, no. Shit. Streaming on HBO. Maybe. Yeah, this is season 12. They just. We ran out of ideas. Okay. Uh, Azizu guy. Yeah. Now we get a surprise. He comes to a house. Here's something funny. What is what? What do you want? Yep. I'm hungry. You have a witness. Uh, and Clear's house. Got novelty checked. It's, it's tattoo. Oh, Herbie Zolichev. Yes. Yeah. Very young. I think there's an older stone movie on this time, too. Look at that technology, those laser beams. Yeah, well, that's how you were able to, to see in there. He's calling for Petunia, and here she comes. Oh, true love. 
I'm late. I was auditioning for olive oil down in the community theater. Oh no, it says Hopper. There we go. He's, that greaser? He's transitioning. Topical. Do they know each other even though this guy landed? Nope. They don't know each other at all. There's no reason for him to be here except he's hungry. After he leaves this place, we'll never see Hervé Villachez again. I can call again. That was funny. I felt bad I talked over that. One rare time. <laughs> no, so, this, this is weird. This is like every sexual fantasy starts off with this. Well, he is coming on to Jesse. Man, he's so young. <laughs> it's before Fantasy Island by a lot. You know, he was friends with It was sad that he also committed suicide. Uh, yeah. He was friends he, with Mindy Cummings from Nat Natalie from Different Strokes. Mm. They were like good, they were good friends. I, I always thought that he killed himself out of like, um, like a depression from you know who, well anyway it turns out that uh his organs were too large for his body like his organs grew into a body that didn't grow and he was in pain all the time uh i'm talking about intestines grew liver heart yeah. you know he had uh you know many times i mean i don't know what to say in front of you mike little people i mean there isn't a good a person can be little you know there isn't a good term that's not offensive even though that term is not offensive um they usually have human yeah, keep going, keep going. well they have like normal sized torsos and the limbs are are what are you know shorter right what don't develop but not Hervé Villachez he also had a small torso and so his body you know inside he grew up so he was in a lot of pain and for years and years, and that's why he killed himself. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow, what a bummer. I'm bringing it up during this dinner. Film. Well, no, I wouldn't. He, he was very happy. Uh, when he auditioned for Fantasy Island, he was living in his car. Uh, he was on top of the world. Um, you know, it was... The, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He auditioned for a James Bond film that he got that part. And yeah, that's right. That's when he was living in his car. Fantasy Island came from that. So it was what, The Man with the Golden Gun? Yeah, I have it written. Yeah, been like... Let's see. I don't think I've seen that one, to be honest with you. I knew he was in it. He oh, also this, like is, a, this is very sexual. Oliver Stone had made an early movie, I believe it was called Seizure. I mean, he was in it as well. Like a rare film. I've heard the pickup. I ordered the cheeseburger. Now listen to what she says. I killed the first man that looked at you. 
Hey, Mickey. He just rode out town. <laughs> he cannot believe his luck. What? That's completely different from what you were saying. Sometimes it's just an act. It's completely different from what she was I'm saying. Next stop, Jerusalem. Next exit, Jerusalem. Are they almost there? He'll never Are get really there. walking to Jerusalem? Now, this makes no sense. He comes Jerusalem up and there's Canada? a guy... With a picture of the Last Supper, you know, the famous Leonardo. And then a guy gives him a donkey, just for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. People don't realize the food was terrible back then. Like, it wasn't fun. And no one could really talk because there was no one sitting on the other side. So he gets a donkey for no reason. This guy repeating some nonsense. Uh... It was another psychedelic western, El Topo, uh, which again was a lot Ass more. Western. I don't know. Yeah. But, it, you know, it had, like, I think the thing is, like, they, they all use religious imagery, like, others, and they all have, like, some kind of point. But this this one doesn't really fly. Doesn't it would be nice if it was more parody, if it was more satire in it. I don't know. I mean, he tries. I'm enjoying this movie. Me too. He's great. I love him. Okay, now we have our mom oh, again, yeah. and she can't make it up the hill. Why are we seeing her? Like, she represents someone who struggles. I, I don't get her point in right, the film. Right, throughout the whole movie. I found my her Do Belichester. Okay. So he was French. Does she even meet Zoot Suit? No, she will never meet Zoot Suit. Yes. <laughs> uh, the man with the golden gun. Mr. Rourke's assistant in fantasy. Yeah, Now, you know what I, was, I didn't get about The Man with the Golden Gun is that it's a take on the Frank Sinatra heroin movie, The Man with the Golden Arm, right? Which one came it's first? Because Ian so Fleming like a wrote those books club. long, long ago, right? He wrote them in the 50s, I think. Did he actually, he, Ian Fleming actually wrote a book called The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. And so then The Man with the Golden Arm must have been a take on that, like the novel. I guess. Let me just and look. And the movie might have Ian Fleming, Golden, yeah. Gun. Golden Corral, nearest location, <laughs> Check, uh, delivery. The Man with the Golden Gun was a novel, his 13th book, uh, first published by Jonathan Cape in the UK, 1 April 1965, eight months after the author's death. So... Six, ah, weird. Yeah. So what was it called? The Man with the Golden... Arm. Okay. Gold. The Man with the... Uh, she's really climbing up that hill. 
For yeah, she's a regular K six. Well, what year was? Uh, which came first then? <laughs> Golden Arm came first. Now look, they're so still the play on the journey. Now look. Oh, guys, when I said give me a thumbs, not what I meant. Now he's he's saying something very important, right? We finally gonna get to hear it. He comes up, all those people were singing. He made them stop singing, and now he's telling them something. But Robert Downey Jr. Senior won't let us hear the audio. Ah, uh, oh, I know what he said. He says Sesame Street is sponsored by the letter R and the number four. Hey, you guys, electric company, we're going to turn you on. He looks like every PBS educational show from the 70s with that fucking hat. Oh, the zoot suit hat? Yeah. So right now the audio is being muffled? Yeah, there's no audio. We're going to zoom, 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 uh, zoom. Come on and zoom. <laughs> Send it to zoom. Well, quick, what's the Zoom uh, uh, zip code? I'll tell you this. No, it's a Zoom. Uh, oh, yeah. Two, one, well, three, four. Yeah. Oh, two, one, three, four. Send it to Zoom. That's right. P.O. Yeah. Box. It was Boston, Mass. It was, uh, uh, I don't know, Z-O-O-M. Recorded on Zoom. Check out Carl on, on stand-up show. <laughs> <laughs> Streaming on Zoom. Oh, the first Zoom. time I ever heard yeah, it. Was a, uh, that's what I thought of, that song. But nobody would get it. Nobody remembers it. Uh, it wasn't even science. It was like, I don't know, daycare. It would, yeah. They always have like, things about your feelings. There was stuff about like kids did it and science experiments. and But it was like little skits and I'm Bernadette. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Boston public uh, television series, public television uh, from the 70s and 80s. There was this one. Okay, check out the guy's doing the worm. Um, it would be like uh, Salman Grundy says, but she, I never got it. I, I'll have to look that up. Now, look, he shoots. He, oh, he did. He, shoot a, he shot a fake gun, but it really did shoot and hit the bell. And everybody runs. Because the bell is calling them. There, there's the guy I can crawl again. Right, I can crawl again. That's the best line in the movie. He pulled the losers. The movie The Losers. The guy's like, I'm going to shoot you with my hand. And the, other, the bad guy's like, whatever. But there was a sniper across the building on the rooftop. And he shoots the, he actually shoots right. the real bullet. The mariachi band you is know movies getting let out for, for free. Yeah. Finally. I hate you guys. Man, can you imagine being a band locked, locked in prison with the other band members? It'd be yeah. fucking hell. You get out and you're like, fuck you guys. I never want to work with you. You're all unprofessional. You're always late for rehearsal. You're always high at rehearsal. <laughs> your, your wife's obnoxious. I hate being in the bar with her. Hey, Gleaser. I beg your pardon. So, oh, so they finally meet. Do her show. 
And now Jesse's going to get a chance to dance in front of everybody. Oh, good. Now, do you know what it is, stigmata? Sure. That's when you uh, get resin on your hand when you're trying to clean your pipe and you just can't <laughs> get it off your palm. You're like... Now, that's stigmata. Stigmata is this phenomenon when people who are really crazy. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> My name is Jackie Fielder. I'm an indigenous, Latina, and queer educator. I've stood up to fossil fuel companies, Wall Street lobbyists, and racist police unions, and won. Now, I'm running for state senate and standing up to the most real estate-backed politician in California. Changing times call for new leaders with bolder visions of our future. That means real rent and mortgage cancellation, an indigenous wildfire task force, expanded public school funding, a Green New Deal for California, single-payer health care, defunding the police, and reinvesting in communities, saving public transportation, and taxing the wealthy. And you know I can deliver because I am the only candidate to reject both direct contributions and indirect support from real estate interests, charter school advocates, law enforcement unions, rideshare and car companies, billionaires, and fossil fuel interests. 2020 is the year that we take back our district, our state, and our country for working people. Please vote Jackie Fielder for State Senate by November 3rd. I'm Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering Nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook. Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Q Labs has found Mutiny Radio in San Francisco and is pleased as punched in the face gently bought by a side drug stop tomper room of a meal on the ground floor of street living jesting pizza missed by the side street and wonkers maddened at the Cornish corner corner of a storefront window where the dummies stand and poke at passerbys. But in any eventful ratio of reasoning, you're here. We're here. Aqua Q is here. And here is now a smattering of episodic adventures. Starting with our heroine, known as Freedom, and so help the air be relaxed, air the dairy, and here we go. Iconic ionic neutronic bionic tonic drips light to earth as electro light wave formulas. Formed, for the reuse and purpose leisure to formulate or bisect, trisexualize, in the mind's eye and not a mattering of smatter oig, but just, in form, wished up, lands of free, or huddled masses of tissue dyes light and shadowy formulas, from me to another, and another to another, stuck on you again, eh? 
Freedom was her middle name, Miranda thought for herself. The mysteries of her brevities in light circular motions, motioned her antagonistic. Character assignment to the left corner of the middle of space bar collegiate ruled a number punch notebook number 12. She grabbed it up and tried to read into it, but it was blank, ha, jokes on her, she thought to herself. Oh, ha, there you are again. Not yet, was the silence returned. It was an odd bunny who kept asking a silly question in the middle of an unwritten notebook. Yes and that was rewritten as well. Perhaps it was white out, or sticky tape or a typewriter with a dropped letter L or P or O, etc., in the middle grounded wire. So what am I supposed to do? She wrote into the middle of the notebook, as a dog waggled past and barfed near her shoes. Oh. It's that kind of day, is it? She put the notebook into her purse, which fit just perfectly as drawn into a parallelogram and changing colors to velvet red. Roped, as in that bar where we're not allowed back, or so we'd imagined and never returned. Good, bounced the mafia player of the night, who probably was armed, at least with a pair of fives but enjoyed the dreamery of an inner pocket, inner circle, circular room and motion to pan a bar with fresh dramatized evenings. Well that was some over dreamery, again. SHH, you're not supposed to ruin it. Was the woman standing next to him. Password please. Yes that did keep popping up. Miranda was flipping through the notebook now randomly and discovering that the world did not make so much sense turned this way around, as she turned her notebook around, maybe this way, flip flip flip, flipping, oh, turned and turned on, she quietly blushed and closed the notebook, maybe earlier, she thought, and by thought I meant said out loud into headspace she used to use to think to herself and now thinks for anybody in a 25-foot pole vault space above the head stop rest stop bar minded raised a glass ever or rarely touch anything at all sort of colors watch mind bender bits. Yeah that's the spot, she scratched her ear and looked down where the dog was still barfing. Ooh that's medical. She woofed to herself. The dog stopped and growled a satisfactorily oh I overate again kind of oh those shoes look nice and oh shiny thing in the pink sky today grinny glow. I guess this is my dog. She looked across to find another owner, will you take him? Nods were just around the corner where nobody was actually or totally but actually talking with her through straws in their coffee. Or empty cups they probably were. Does anybody drink anymore? Miranda fantasized that sets were set ups all the time, and glasses of faux champagne were flown in from actual champagne, where they stopped making the stuff but copyrighted the color. Yeah the whole town was in on it. Had some sort of flag party, or something? Bought an airline, and quietly took over the world for 35 seconds every three and a half weeks? The better part of summer, and a chocolate dipped winter, or so was the idea on buses between drug stops, and an organized pop-up whatever they felt like, probably something with signs like a political rally, with a protest, and a granola factory outing, with embedded city shut down due to lack of permits etc., all in a woozy perfect dream sequence by the owing party of whoever they thought you were, eh, Miranda? Oh yes, hello Q. I thought that was you. You've been in your head a lot lately, as usual but in the unusual places making usual again. Your symmetry was mere but a flicker that time Q said, as her left eyelid upper crinkle section flickered again. You should mention it, it happens twice, indeed and thrice. 
as they glanced at each other again. The two were standings juxtaposed by a vase, like in the picture, shadow and light, you know? Yes I do. Is there anything but dialogue on your mind right now? No, I think. Flowers for the vase. And a puppy for my friend here. And well that's on a notebook is blue and three-fourths the size now. I guess it'll wait. What aren't you doing here again, you? Quotients were a kind of divide they would notice from time to time, etc. After a bit, it became kind of like a two by four, wouldn't, you know? Yes. It was odd, in between as well. Parrots are wonkers that trodden donkeys in the street sign on the floor, no. The carrier pigeon. Okay the metal grating, not grating, well anyway, it's just there she pointed to the manhole cover. See? Yes it's not as complicated when you point it she pointed away. Her finger was a little out of control, and she pointed back at herself for effect. Ooh. That's me, or is it her finger jiggled off and hid under a couch in the middle of the grassy park area, where her notebook sat down for itself and began to write. Oh this is better. Materialization is the cornerstone of modern matter, that which is neither and either and never both, or always sometimes, as the maths go, divided or not, AQ. The couch was a velvet sweetity blue notebook matching godsend, as leggings were getting extremely lengthy at moments between toes, etc. which one went to the market? The socialist no doubt, oh that was out of turn. Her foot turned, on, and she began to write. And by the time, by the time, try the time, I the rhyme, pie sauce, oh. Scratch 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 maybe an airplane. Or like, 100. Po0F that was the better part of handful of pages, with 100 microairplanes folded and tossed around the couch ground, and her matters crossed her legs, and began to wonder if her legs were then cross. Trained in these matters, was her second smaller notebook, and she dug through her now crystal clear and edgy see-through purse, but only found a slice of gum. Fun? She popped it in her mouth, sideways. Like a harmonica. And it made a sound and she bit chomp when stomp butter butter cry baby won the fiddle and loompa had nothing on this gum, float the numbers. The bubble dared not to burst, and by the time she was floating up she forgot how much gum turned her on, and pulled out a pin from her pocket and burst the bubble like a pop shop stop, and pink went. Everywhere she wrote neatly with a salt packet on a small patch of grass about an one-eighth of a mile from the barf. Now where's Pooch? Oh he's found girl Pooch. Good for him. I hope he gets supper. See you later Pooch? Woof, was the response, from the group, as it was, it was the usual altogetherness which kept them together. Ryan Ryan. Oh people had begun to find the airplanes. And the couch. It'll get ratty soon, when the rats find out and she packed up a bit. There was a mirror, a piece of string, and several more croutons in the notebook. Now what flavor is this? A bit of cheese fell out of her purse and onto the ground. A rat rolled through the small airport and looked quickly and puffed the cheese into a pouch on the left and sunk into the grass. Now the grass, brave little rat, didn't think he'd come out for that. Rat's eyes are glassy filmed as in wire in the nocturnal concrete world, and where did they create? The life of a rat seemed to be unfolding from another section of town, and a rough party that was, tuft hair, and blottered veins in tiny legs and the tail. Well, 
call it a tail. It was actually like a piece of carpet, dripping around corners, and idly being non-mildly wild, and pointed was its non-point. To further the ideological notion which was that trash is food. Yeah I'll keep the one, it thought to itself. A little onomatopoeia is all it needed, for itself this mid-afternoon. What was I doing on the grass, anyway? Looking at the girl's feet, oh yes. Toes. Yes I remember. And then the cheese dropped out of thin-lipped sky, indeed. That always happens when I need cheese. God must love rats, at any rate, no less than five on a dime quarter stopped, backed, turned, and kicked back, handled, and delivered to an end zone for cheese. The best kind of trash, like that novel that she was writing. Oh man. So much as a rat to think, it must be the cheese, again. Password. Yes, rats have passwords, Dumas it thought up as it expected not to receive any more cheese, and none happened. Yep, works every time. The rat smiled and sauntered off into that grating she spotted about near ten minutes ago. That was our connection, yes, plonk, and it was gone down under. Odd. Even so. So what's next? I mean. Between facts and leisure, there's not ought to do or time for fondling, you know? I mean where does that lead pipe lead to? Under a siege of something from the sink again, dripped the drop of pipe cranky it was too. Well, leave that, oddly ground up as it was, it was used to the chattering. Must be Van Der Waal again, she tapped her pen onto the sink and imagined it speaking down the street to that rat, that had left in not search of more cheese, for another time, etc. The message was queued up. Perhaps the next tap of the pipe, as in turned on or unsettled settlement or place of just argument, would release the watery foul message, or whatever that rat got up to. Hopefully not this pipe. The water fountain was just over there. Its timbre was too in an awe to brief messages of joy, nor sorrow, borrowed, sparrow, fly by tri tie tread bread head gross photo. Backwards messages, or so she turned around to think through it. No. That's not backwards, it's just a stream. Ooh the fish again. Stupid drought. This isn't a fab, or was it? She reached into her purse, and now pulled out. Well it was a stop sign. Where'd that come from? Over there slightly, as cars came crashing into each other. A whoops, she stuffed it back into her purse and the street stains vanished. Careful next time, officer. Wear your seat belt and don't use that leaf foot so much. It talks you know. To rats. Yes, I know ma'am came the reply. You were in the hospital no I'm not. I'm right here. And here. And here. She tore through pages in her notebook, pointing madly. Yes and turn here the officer in white pointed at his head and grinned. Wait that's not right, right? It's a draw. Yes. Oh alright. If you must must I? Yes musty oh and muck fluff. We liked the stop sign in the cleanup, nice one with the furry dice so oh yes, I forgot she hurried a sketch in the book and looked down expecting cheese. Damn. That never works. Dash dash. So it's about this time, where Mrs. Dash is supposed to come in and tell you how much flavor she has for you, but in reality, well, it is quite good in small packets, designed not to be eaten by hospital staff, never served 
and searched only by madmen and women who wanted a souvenir, to eat on imaginary tomatoes, and gooey eggs, etc. Plonk. That's your bit, eh? Twelve and a half cents? Where'd you get that? Indian Quarter? She looked puzzled. Yeah, it takes two, eh Tango? Strange footlings are under a wet stock muckery again, she took her finger out of her ear. Just radio again, chatter. Character asses were on the line again, or more like in a wave, or on a wave. Or waving, the jarring kind, no that was a repeat. Ding. Dong. Chocolate came to mind, but only as an endorphic rushed pice matter the wish rhyme with wand, and wonder, ponder, alliterized. Okay full stop, that goes back there. Her purse flashed open and everybody stopped. That's cheddar, she smiled, and the pipe winked. It's time to head north, star, on point, for points, or so she thought, 11 by 7, 77, and that's my line, anyway, it's punch up, and pub sub for the proceeds of a McMuffin, that was a Midwest bit of cow on grass, no rats, no cheese, yet, though partnered on the outside, on a bun, for 59 cents in the 70s, weird combo meal with a metal toy that was eco-friendly, and ran on sentences from snotty kids' hands. Funny them crib wasn't available, but the apple pie was. Not like the movie, unless you're into that sort of thing, which I am, not, though it made for a sequel, seeked, sequenced, and thus is this. A sequence sequenced just a bit more, and less and like the raven, black but shiny specular and hair just invented for a digital version of the silver screen, emollient emollient and sprockets till we dance Dolby, eh? My right is a market in the upper west downward spiral note stock flash card, flashed a woman in the aisle, enjoy this for later. And her top was off, as she walked out into the middle of the street. Just for today, that's what the book said. F-L-L-L-T-L-L-L-T, it replied. Dash. Aqua Q brings forth the tryst next and always for the fly right by writings of fifths of dim sentience and other imular o's in these letters, to be strung like cat gut on a violo or hovered above in song about a word that hasn't yet been written, as in Ilmo, and sometimes why? And so here you are again. And we are too. And it's a funny world. When you give time to laugh, or believe that others do, which of course, is the course. Coursed in vain, like a griddle of sea salt that should probably stay safe in the ocean, or keeps the surface tension just for the rest of the clear water, revival. Yes, look that up the sky blue once and more again, and so forth, until we reach that pie in the middle. Offset, with Suncraft. Oh yes. The non-repeating digits. You're welcome. Peace and love from sentience sentences in and around and about the love and willing friends of Pawn Jeweler Gumruck San Francisco Sioux 2020. Hindsight. Typed up stereo people, cast as their parts in paper match, signed, by all their friends for a year, booked. Most likely too, was it realized? or just some glam fam to fill a few pages of OAE glossy muck. The 90s was just short of a perfect 10, when it was said we could do anything. And we do. And we do again. Oh that's do do. Never mind. Note to special skills, they must not be sold, 
used exclusively, or abused or disclosed, however these things happen, and so. Always have faith in the speciality that even you may be unaware. The special which is just you. You always have that, and while you have a mirror, or a few, you mustn't look into it for strength, but know what you are from the inside. And more on to Flowyoing O. So we have this empty space. And it doesn't need to be filled, unless it can also be emptied. And that does happen, not only like clockwork, but actual clockwork, that works and is liked. Like. Totally. And for the means, there is an end. And the end, while not in sight, is a very good one, visualized on just the back of our eyelids. To the tune of. Well tune in. Ratched up the wave, form it to your liking, to a form of yourself, formed. Friends are. Material witnesses towards the benefit of like kinds, and the understanding of unlike, while not disliked, and also forgiving, on and from behalf of the group. Mutiny now brings about a subsection of the known introduction of everything, as a matter in fact, and we find our characters in just a bit, and they'll find each each other, and Coelilis on a plan to converse, for a purpose of being well and well known to our listeners, and so turn up the hairs and airs to your ears and give a listen to this now. The answer. From Aquacuabs. Characters B rode gently up the lift. The staircase had been broken and there was a sign. Be brief in the elevator, there's only enough power to get to the floor you're going to. The windows of this building were a sort of bloom, clear, with blue droplets of water clinging to them. Did I say cling? As if it were for dear, life. And dear and love it it was and when you've been isolated in a droplet on the 57th floor, you would be clingy to and probably wondering who would take the stairs to such heights, or even build them that high. Do people like being stacks atop one another? Surely they must. The cup clinked. Coffee was on our character's mind, because he grew to the taste and the effects of walking to and from an inanimate object which returned without question, an object of his desire, to his liking of here early enough to make a pot. And he was and is, here now and the pot had already been made too, was the smell from around to the next cubicle. He poured his cup and moved it around to see. It was a fresh clean cubicle, and a fresh clean sitting woman or man, doesn't matter at this point in the story, now does it unless you're expecting something out of it, which you shouldn't because this is an office environment and we just came to see about the coffee. Which is delicious. One of them not necessarily known to each other or whether one of them said it before the other or whether that also matters to our listener, or reader depending on one's predilection of eavesdropping on the lives of others. Yes it is was the simultaneous answer from one to the affirmation of the statement from the other, or both, and is no known to be the same thing. It's early and I thought I'd make a cup, and the pot was there, and I was thinking of tea, or was I or you see now I'm thinking of tea perhaps again and I have this coffee, which is still delicious. It's too early in our conversation to carry on this like, isn't it? You said it was early. The two looked at each other and thought to themselves they might well sip the coffee and enjoy some and it was still good. See? Perhaps I can ask what you're doing today, or with your bits of life that are in the here and immediate daylight future for the we in the company which provides this space for us to sip coffee? I'm Dan and I make things over there he pointed. Oh, I was told we didn't have to decide so early, 
and that I should just get a cup of coffee and see what happens. They haven't paid me yet, you know, I'm an intern. I see the things that need making and make things around and about it to provide heat and energy for the group to carry on productively. I brought lunch today, which is a forward thing to brag about, yay I have food, let's think about my gut this early in the morning, but there you have it. Coffee, food, and the idea that I won't need to eat the food, until I run out of ideas. And that's why I made the coffee and we're talking. Dan was trying to decide if he was still clever and stammered at the realization that he'd have to turn on cleverness with no appearance, and so whipped out his phone to check something. He didn't know either, which is why I'm here. What? I said. Well I'm here, what do you know? As in hey what do you know about that she, and now she was quite definitely a she because we needed her pronoun, and I suppose we could have asked. It's quite alright he said to the point of nothing which confused the she who hadn't identified herself by name and as such looked up a bit at the preceding paragraph and tapped her now available pen against the palm of her hand. Is there a whiteboard to diagram? I thought one here would be good. Bubbles on the tops of Dan's coffee cup burbled into each other and clung to the side of the ceramic. Yes he was clever. He wanted to tell her about the water on the window and how the air bubbles in the middle of this mixed up water was driven by the water itself, air and water, air behaving like water and water like air. Fascinating. He felt he was telling her because he was thinking about it and decided this was a point to continue the nonverbal dialogue, which may have saddened her, because she looked down, but into her coffee cup, which explained why. Yes, the bubbles matched the dew on the window. I thought you were going to mention it. Of course I did and that's why we're talking. Would you like to know more? It's all here. And there. And all together you know, as in fashion the cyclical means to travel and like kinds to be recognized and carry packets of data to other like kinds, simul instant like and the like, which is our points and similarities. The pause meant I could continue. The coffee while just and seemingly fluid, is actual and while it has made friends with the water temporarily, it carries 40 chemical messages for us, and the water, while friends with both coffee and ourselves, is doomed to trick us into drinking it, so that it can escape cleanly from the mess and quite it is, it's gotten into. So you're saying coffee had to trick somebody to get what it wanted, and what it wanted was to be inside of us. Quite definite that we wanted to be near it. And likewise a bean must be like that, fiber for the heart but in this case the opposite, so it tricked us from the start, and we are water, so that's probably where that began. In fact, coffee actually loves water, and grows on the sides of mountains to get the runoff, and that is likely because water is not foolish enough to hang around further that water wouldn't enjoy it, and the trickery would become sad for both. So the agreement is to let the water run through and feed it, then get stuffed and ground up and accelerate water once more, as a little JP payback for the health, and that speeds up everything in a water system, including medication and anything which activates, and how does that affect power? Well it must use up the available energy for water travel, and so along with the acid, drains power from the blood. Ever apparent that it is doing the opposite, which is a little joke about what power is as a provider or as a suck, and coffee sucks and we suck it, and we suck at things out of our control, and we control coffee, or so we think, and thinking is what we like, and damn be the foolish red blood cell that's trying to keep the planet alive, eh? 
Well, that's put and right away isn't it, and my name is Laura. It's nice to know you like my name, I can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee, however it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, we like to create solutions, as we're not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. She could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a loud voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit, but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously and she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bits. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky. That it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. Do you choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it span for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that, a failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant. While, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water, greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it, but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows which it believed also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again, which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places, you wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, 
and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too, and the plants stopped supping water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles. And would the waterer find it, and... Well so many questions, here comes the sun, right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just move it towards the light, giving it the option to straight back up, and it did, in its genome and while it was still tilted, it was looking up, and the leaves were turning as the stalk was straightening and all felt good, and these are the moments that plants dream of and when a plants dream, we utilize the water that we sucked into material wealth for the transdisposition of carbon dioxide into oxygen, and etc. Well Laura, this is our morning. I'm going to walk over there and post what's on my phone which are the events of before and later to be known and we, the company, are hoping you'll stay, and you can set up anywhere you'd like, and the whiteboards are in a big office across, over, there, he pointed to a big glass room. And you can draw all you'd like, when you like and the usual whiteboard rules apply. And I'm keen to see what you do draw, and with that I'm off. And the two smiled and the one, then other sipped their coffee and each felt the day had become, as trickery or not, fun was the reasoning they put themselves in situations, and this situation was well and fine. She thought of the water again, and wondered just a bit about how water might be the tricky one to start, and or are humans the tricky ones to employ water as a means of communication. Well Q imagined for her, that men are electric and women are fluid, and the vices and verses of man is machine and mother earth are, well, man gets water out of the air, and through osmosis and skin is a particular and strange lengthy organ of perhaps string, in theory anyway. Should he tell her about fingerprints? As in the record player, audible to the organ, which plays for the water piped and admired, how else were we to be known, thought the skin as there is so many ways, but our hands are where it begins and ends, see the print. You're looking now, and I'm not because I know the pattern, and it's in our burrows, and that is your clue for the early morning. Carry on gents, and madam, as is the usual collation of sexes at a cocktail party such as this, and on the hinds floor, do stop by the plant once more for a conversation or several lifetimes of shredded shedded vibrational velocity for the chloroplasts to saunter in. This is Radio 11 and you have been smattered by the variant legendary as in the boxy thing on the bottom of maps, Aqua. Q. The unlimited everything expires in the past, where free freedom was dumbed down. For the smartest person in the room, Dumbo. Ears open and one who flew, yet what did? We give him, ridicule and pointless matter of facts. What did he continue to want, but more of the same? Same path, same materials. Same routine that only worked in brief intervals during steps to stones to throws. To bottles wit, and yonkers in the mid-living of solder muck. It's pissadilly rust and the rides have been paid for, but aren't enjoyed those with a tales told are sitting in idle waiting on no don't wait don't walk run to the nearest dearest etc and what did you get 
noise and chatter, some goodwills and a prayer, on the wings of. Yet what did you want but the slather of mather goo and the sunduck with her spoon of? Odd chatter mild saucity oo. And so. The voice of AquaQ comes to you through ether vaporous cellular fungi with a blend of orange and a slice of moo plus apply core. Friction dew drops by the mist connections on a bus which rides a ghost stop to the ocean, bleached. Aria's shell gripped her ear canalas in a call from the salt. Minds of times blissed out summers when good times were having a go. Feet in sand, from sandals, less for the wear of tiny ageless boulders worn down from the slush of wrecked waves on shored up lunatics. Aria began to think to herself, for herself, and to the future and, as she said, all the things. She was held up by grace, on these white sands. She sat with that one thought for quite a while. Hours perhaps. She walked from one edge of the rock to another, along a slight peninsula, leaving a zigzag of toe prints up and down the beach, avoiding the odd bits of glass or trash that was the reality of any shared space these days. With grace. This was all she required. While she wanted to whiz-bang through the towns and drop in on celebrities' parties. And be a star and get in the movies. Well. She still wanted these things, but she had them, in her mind. And with the mind she shared. What would she call it? Cosmolot I think, she thought to herself. The Cosmolot was a place she could create muse, share, and have sharing bestowed upon her, at a speed which was constant and comfortable, and not too dewy, as in decimal. Decimated, but flowy, with only some pause, to draw in the light, not too bright. Maybe at night, a quiet orange, or glowy aqua blue. She thought of aqua. Where did Q get to at these times of the day? Questions, she thought to herself not pressing. It was pressing that the flow not drop, not be stampled, or that at least she could get back when she needed a passcode. She needed a passcode for her brain. A hashtag of jubilee, as desired, when required, when requited and for the Julius Caesar orange beverage, which is frothy and waits for only $2.99. Makes sense. Sip. Well. This was grand. As in buttermilk biscuits, she thought this was random but it surely wasn't. She found herself on Grand Street, at a breakfast joint her and Q used to frequent. It hadn't changed, besides new brightly colored chalk on the menu upright outside, with the specials. Q always had the biscuits because he said they reminded him of Dad. Aria always chose something different and light, and this time, she saw just the thing. A slice of quiche and an espresso. A waiter in white came up to her as she sat down at the green iron table and chairs, gently pulling up the local paper to catch the bead of news and plan her day, with perhaps something to do in town. She sipped the espresso when it came, and heard a slight scuffle to her rear. She looked around. Funny. A slightly begotten cue was patting down the dirt from his bent leg making the English F.U. signal to a passing car that had run through some dry dirt with a loud stereo. 
He hadn't noticed her yet, and she pulled up the paper and peered around it to see him. Coming at the coffee shop. Who's a sleigh? He turned around, back to the shop. Yes, you do need an eduation. In Manra. He scowled at the purple metallic boxy looking truck that was on its way aways. He turned back. Oh the best is looking at the front page of the paper, and hi Arya. She ruffled the paper down and brightly glared at him, how did you know? I got you those sandals, remember? Oh yes. Well welcome to town, I just got here, would you like your usual, you're welcome to join me, I was just... Beached, yes. I followed you. I was thinking the same thing on the beach and thought I'd also get a spot of breakfast. What was it, Cosmolot? Why yes. Arya had to quite remember they went to the same telepath training class in Geneva, oh must have been. Twenty years ago today, Bastille. He said. Why yes, exactly that. And we promised to meet up at twenty, from the time at the class, and we did a lab exercise to program this date, and date, into our subconscious, don't you remember? Of course, I don't. We programmed ourselves to forget about it, but you know I was ever the clever student and worked my way around it. Oh did you? And that's an orange in your purse. Wasn't it supposed to be a grapefruit? An orange is more practical, and besides, you were supposed to be carrying. A lily. Yes it was given to me on that side street just now. It appears we're in the right place with the right people. Classy, Arya blunted. That means we're all here. Yes. Now let's just make that phone call we're supposed to make. After breakfast of course, I do believe biscuits between trinkets, is in the dictionary. Yes, and we need to change anyway. And change, he said. That won't still takes times. We can check the check and bounce. Over to Holly's place for the introductions, the gear has already been shipped, so. We shouldn't have any issues with imports. With a perky grin, with past coming to present, and her quiche arriving hot and steaming, she cheers Q with her fork, bottoms up. Absolutely, and we'll narrate this next bit for you after a quick radio spot. Oh yes. The radio. Thank you Aqua. We almost forgot. We're glad you're listening to Mutiny Radio with a special placeholder from the Isle of Man. Aqua Q brings you his collection of astabular formatics as a gusset who's punctuated gently from the tops of creameries on Western women's fronts and jesting though one does for these purposes. We have yet perhaps a final gape for today into the mind of a synaptic happening that may have been near or headlighted on the highways a means for any of eventfulness in this dear city. San Francisco bodies of electrons move through space, as do bodies of water, and bodies through water, or clay. Panoramic, ingest, sky electrics and earth ground water, pure, but where does the city begin? Trapped up globules of sweat and tears, and sometimes a smattering of gluconic, antibiotic, tronic tonic juice, Rex 8 or what sidled tires wide in the middle of the street just. It's what is allowed to flow bowed up and sailing in the radio wind tunnels, mirrored on skyscrapers, passed through glass, gassed, 
instead footed cold plank as astral matter passes through a seam, seemingly into your pocket and down a trouser drain, just to watch a pizza being ordered for a faraway king. So this is, perhaps a city like no other, how could it be, and be just that, at this time, and why and how else could it be in another time, except for yesterday and the of course, course, course at it up tomorrow, borrowed with a feather featured on a homing pigeon that lost its way. So many like that, these days, with a note, and no tray for dinner. Spec. But you may wonder, about stories from east to west, around tunnels, and blocked out traffic stops, a woman wonders to give your heart away for the good of somebody, herself, perhaps she hopes, to get to the west end. So many of these, past passwords through thin veils of imagined signs and lights and recurring Don Onwood signs, for some reason. They were cheap to make. So here we are, on demand, cable, for the watcher and the listener, and modifier, and the poppins, Mr. Umbrella and carriage return not with a pumpkin sauce in a glass slipper, again. It was a funny evening. So walk we did, whose was that? A set of eyes for the evening, and simulateness tryouts, dreams that are neither for or from the recorder, player, seller, better, for worse in fact. So strange that all the body parts came together in that packaged dreamery, some skill there, with further recording for actions to carry on. It was a funny day. So for example take tab A and slot B and a box and a circle and mush them together with a happy meal for 69 cents and you'll get the picture, in stereoscope, with a neither again, sent packaged up like cheese, rubber stamped and taped or was it string, or was it a ball and cotter, not a jotter fodder way? Perhaps. And so the hills are eye lines, and the feet escalators with stairs and dips and follows, who agreed to yesterday, and did it work again today. Likening that to a whatever did that really happen kind of moment, one could believe anything for one moment for an entire escape, escaped, like the upper left key that we jab and hammer at like a first and last option. And so upright, we find the safest craze of all, the funnest power draw, the elements together for some such or another, as in a game of Final Jeopardy when you know damned well it'll be on again tomorrow, with the same guests, betting the same money for a word score, or however that's well played, I didn't spend the time to take the notices. Down. So we are lucky in fact, to have played a mighty play, and not finished it, as even Doom can play on a pregnancy test these days, funny compute that baby. To be absolute and serious, in such phastasmical ordering, that people just open up walls and let electrics run up and down their bodies, just to warble a bit, until the locks turn, of course, simplex has nothing but a 45-minute waiting barrel-aged oak stop. So play the numbers, wow who would even bet the lottery in this city, it's oddly even enough to pull several dollars out the coat pocket, and trot it across a glass table, to reflect on the poor choices which bring you to spend thrift into a city program that neither does good for schools for kids you despise or don't know in any account. But the sign lights up nice across the bay view and light brights are kind of a thing for anybody traveling well, sorts. So yes. I miss outside like a I miss inside now, and before, and later, and after, again too, 
and of course it don't end, it only just pauses, if even that, like a remote, controlled. Now who left the batteries at the store again, you might say? Word plays aisles of pews in churches, or so I would imagine, like a book followed along with a finger, or was it a nose, or an eyeglass? Well I have to digress there, the wood pulpits are a little too narrow for this wild eye. They seem to dress nice. Which I appreciate. I would love to touch on faith, but the jokes still linger and I can't seem to get past past pastor tenses, even and oddly a nodding of Nottingham Nair, again that word, did place not, except that priest house where the children gathered to talk about it, over a glass of not wine, again. That was a funny day, not too. So the mystics are likely at it again, just to question your questioning, just to be imagined, and to imagine you doing what they want, it's all in good figures and speech, spoken softly at an angle so you just might get it, before you pass it by, or not, if you use your stupid voice. Trapped up in a mirror on the floor was she, so sorry for your avatar, I couldn't help but draw. Hope you got out, else best not dream of a water droplet disturbing your endeavor to see around a corner, just, fluid as it may be relieved, as I remember. Much much more to relax and share and just be around, which is nice, which is kind of now too, although be it not of idealist realistic happiness, which we evidently didn't want anyway, funny, I thought we did, but I think we want it again, fluid and electrics. And Grease, like the play or made for TV movie, where the odd duck get the girl is as so many of those types of films. Receipt for the reciprocal is not required, to ride, nor is height, unless that's where you're looking, they might be giants would be a good view up and so it will be, after a brevity in pause. Dot dot well that turned a sour apple patch off right ways. Oh well. So anyway, and that is justly brief to choose just any way, but even to follow, unless you'd like, but symmetry is kind, in kind, and of the, etc. you know how that goes so adlibs are your chosen adventure open to page 23 for your golden age radio ratio egg drop pot soup chicken and hen and the road less traveled for a timer which soft boils toils brings gizzards for eddie or was that meatloaf again oh the horrors is it saturday already the brief on halloween will likely be well um oh um, well it'll be a cup of tea balanced on a salt shaker, which in turn, is burrowed inside of a hat tucked under a mother's arm, or perhaps her man, or one in the same, from left side right up, it's a makeup world. Candied waiting rooms flicker the sky to look for it, and lose a sack of sweets once more, down a hatch, eat, or was that soap again, nailed it, the gobbled streets or, well, we'll just wait and see. 42 lines and so much said already, it's this time where we hit the pub, sub, send, spread, spectrum, drummed up and rolled in a machine meant for the latter kind, kind of, on a tray of Coca-Cola no less, stashed and with a box of chocolates and champagne, in excess some time ago. It's this time, that we say hello again, and chill up. It's the notes between X and Y. I think it's Zentative from Odex, or was it just a knock on wood, blong? 
cat hair on end for that one, not a meow in this latter stage of the state of the orchestral hands, but tune in the bass, and go catch a fish. Good night. Rye bread has fennel and that's alright too. The proceeding was a matter-of-fact gesturing of Uzi Azular looks spotted owled and howled at the moon which is evidently still shining, if only to steal thunder from kittens from the nodder side of the world, hello again, and try reading that right side down, peace. Proceeding this is a just cause to look around and warble at the facts and treasures at your disposal, and that is, the book, A Wizard's Pocket? Now justly available on the divisiveness of technology which has made a made not clean up billions like a stocking market, and up as in sandwiches provided for the reader if purchased on Amazon.com, justly named for a place to destroy as in the world, or more really because it was a common word not used in the Doncom nomenclature to that date, and as generic names were. Well in any event, the event of fullness of then and thus and readers should note, that rats don't eat paper. Neither the characters on a digital dot, an unlimited thus is your time with me, if you find it now, and purchase a one and a lemon, again, a wizard's pocket by moi, AquaQ, from the AquaQ labs as a produced work of infinitality and providing for the adjustment of our minds and the spacings we desire. The book. Beginning. Middle. And end. QC3W with love. Open mic comedy before the seven o'clock outdoor mutiny radio show. Uh, we're having our 34th outdoor show tonight since the beginning of COVID. Yeah, we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been holding it down here at mutinyradio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And yeah, we've been having safe, socially distanced comedy through the entire uh, COVID debacle. So you're welcome. But uh, tonight we have a great lineup for you here on the happy hour. We've got a bunch of comics here to entertain you. Before the outdoor show, we've got Mike Evans Jr., Gnome Osband, Michael Chan, Hunter Uniac, Alessandra Valentini, and Felipe. Looks like it starts with a G. G. Go Goo Vega, maybe. Who knows? All the comics are going to be here in just a second to make you laugh and. Uh, I've been running some outdoor shows. We, I, Mutiny Radio just purchased a battery-powered PA. So we've been at Inchon Kajal Park at 17th and Folsom. It was the third time this week. At 4 o'clock, we're going to be showing up there doing comedy outside for the people because there's just not enough stage time. I need, I need more stage time. Oakland is tight. Oakland is tight. Hey, if you guys are looking for something to do every night of the week, there is the Lake Mike show in front of the Fairyland sign run by David Dominguez. He oftentimes has guest hosts, but it's still, it's, it's, it's at the lake. It's beautiful. The sun goes down over the water and people make you laugh. So that happens every night of the week too. Check that out in front of the sign at Fairyland. Also, Hey, there's 
reservations available for the next two Wednesdays, the 28th and the 4th. Mutiny Radio co-produces a show with Asiento. We're on the same block here at 21st Street. We're on 21st in Florida. They're on 21st and Bryant in a beautiful parklet. Delicious food, a wonderful time, dinner and a show at Asiento. Reserving your table is free for the show. And just have a delicious meal under the stars in their beautiful parklet in front of their gorgeous spacey mural. And we 